You can't trust this president to do the right thing, not for one minute, not for one election, not for the sake of our country. You just can't. He will not change, and you know it. This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. America's chickens! Coming home! You're gonna sing the swim, you're gonna learn the truth. No matter what you do, you're gonna learn the truth. Alternative activists, empowerment, talk radio, speaking truth to power and ourselves. We strike law and then wants us to sing God bless America. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. Thank you for joining us here at Our Common Ground, the Black Truth Sanctuary. We are thanking uh, all of our listeners on various uh, platforms tonight, and we hope that you have remained safe. We hope that you have had a week of um, aspirations and inspirations somewhere along the line because things are not looking good. Uh, But what we have discovered in our news and news reports, news commentaries, news analysis, in the last three or four days, those are things that we did know, and we're going to be talking about them in the uh, second hour here at Our Common Ground. Tonight at Our Common Ground, we're looking at 52, one day before the 2002 November 3rd presidential election. And we will be joined in conversation with my sister and our Common Ground voice since 2011, the national co-chair of the Bernie Sanders 2020 and 20. 16 campaign, and you know her. Her name is Nina Turner, and we are so pleased to have her join us once again. I personally believe that she is one of the smartest strategic organizer, activists, and political thinkers in the country. She has always been hailed here at Our Common Ground as the Shirley Chisholm of our time. She's a motivational speaker, a cable news commentator, and a defining political icon in this America. She is appropriately referred to as the hell-raising humanitarian for the marginalized. 
prior to, uh, for those of you who do not know, prior to joining the Bernie Sanders 2020 and 2016 presidential campaign, Nina Turner led the grassroots organization Our Revolution, an entity that uh, Bernie Sanders founded to revitalize American democracy and empower progressive leadership. And power prior to uh, the Our, Our Revolution uh, grassroots organization, she was a national surrogate for uh, Sanders uh, during the 2016. But she is notably when she joined us uh, first at Our Common Ground. She was the Democratic nominee for the 2014 Ohio Secretary of State race. While serving in the Ohio Senate, Nina Turner sought to find common ground uh, in the political landscape uh, for reconciliation between long dueling interests. Um, the former governor, John Cash, invited her of Ohio, invited her to serve on Ohio's Task Force on Community Police Relations, an initiative which addressed tensions and forged strong relationships between community and law enforcement. Nation of Change summarized her public speaking skills this way. Although Sanders has surrounded himself with really exceptional people, including these other campaign co-chairs. Nina Turner, who is perhaps one of the greatest orators in the English language today, is able to make the senator's case by drawing on her own experience as an African-American woman and is probably one of the main reasons why the candidate, meaning Bernie Sanders, has had such strong numbers. She um, is um, no doubt uh, an inspiration to all of us, and we are so pleased to be able to have Nina. And I, I, I think it's important to have this particular discussion. Where do we go from here? Where do we go after November 3rd? There are some particular things that she's doing that has really attracted my energy. And because those of you who have been with us understand that over the last two months, I've been asking the question, how do we survive this? Whether or not uh, Donald Trump is able to hold on to the White House, whether he steals the White House, whether his corruption and criminal activities persist, we do not have a political, a black political infrastructure that is strong enough, that has the right uh, allies uh, to take us where we want to go in our own framework of what is freedom and what is justice. We cannot, and I've had this discussion on this on this broadcast over and over and over over the last five months, we cannot continue to wait until 
It is too late to wait until options are offered to us rather than being in the leadership, the thought leadership of where and what we want. And sometimes uh, I am puzzled by why we continue to be in that particular rut. Um, So we're going to be talking with uh, our sister Nina Turner about her Hello Somebody. I love that. Hello Somebody podcast where she is speaking truth with people who understand the truth that we speak. Um, We need to be able to put in on the ground a platform that works for us, not a platform which is an amendment to somebody's, somebody else's uh, machinery. We need to put into place the, the tools necessary for us to move our platform forward. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm checking my board. Um, uh, Sister, Ta- uh, Sister Turner has not joined us yet, but I do want to share with you um, something that I think it pronounces her advocacy. By the way, as we come into this broadcast tonight, I want to highlight um, some headliners. Um, as of today, there are 6.5 million cases in the United States of COVID. As of today, 193,000 people are on record of having died as a result of the virus in this pandemic. I think that we don't, you know, it's almost like you get a pair of shoes and they remind you they are new. And then when they get older, you begin to get comfortable and you put them on uh, not carefully. You don't take care of them. You don't clean them. And I think it, there's a tendency because this pandemic for many people has been going on for a long time. Um, many people who have been aware, who have been under stress, who have tried to figure out a new normal for themselves forget that this pandemic is still here and it is still raging. And so I want to highlight for all of you uh, at the Our Common Ground family, that it is not over. It is still here. There is no control. And so we have to do exactly what we need to do to bring control to our lives to protect each other, our families. Um, The whole issue of returning to schools, that is a, a local a local public health 
um, an education discussion concern uh, that all of us need to be looking very carefully at. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Practice social distancing. Still wash your hands frequently and keep your hands out of your face. I mean, we all know those are things to keep us safe. Here's another highlight that I'd like to also make uh, that we usually try to cover at the beginning of this broadcast. Over the last week, 1.1 million American citizens and workers filed unemployment claims. That is in addition to, as of Friday, there were 57.3 million claims in the system. That's where we are in America. Thank you for being with us. Uh, This is Our Common Ground. If you're new to us, you can join us in our chat room. It is not moderated, but it won't get crazy because I will control it in a second. And uh, we uh, invite you to join us at blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG to join our chatters. Our number is 347-838-9852. And our guest tonight is Nina Turner. And I'm hoping that she will join us momentarily. But let's take a look at the work that she's doing. Practical mean that the 89 or so million people who are uninsured or underinsured in this country continue to suffer? Does being practical mean that we don't take steps in this country to deal with climate chaos and bring world leaders to bear? Does being practical mean that we continue to prop up a legal system that is unjust in every stretch of the imagination, that bears its weight down on black men and black women, and then by extension, if you are Hispanic or indigenous or poor? Does being practical mean that we don't say to the American people that you deserve better than what you are getting? That's not the kind of practicality we want. Does practical mean that you hold fundraisers and wine caves with Swarovski crystals with billionaires who want to control this system. Does practical mean we continue to go with the status quo while 500,000 people sleep on the streets at night? That's not practicality. What the American people in this country need, they need somebody that is unabashed and that has the courage and the conviction to stand up for them and to call out the rigging of this system. But what what people need is to be able to call upon somebody that's not going to capitulate. And now back to Our Common Ground, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Yeah, we're, we're constantly talking about we want freedom. But what does that mean? Does that mean Medicare for all? Does that mean, um, I mean, what are we saying when we do that? And um, I'm, I'm one of those people who are trained to design systems that 
speak to specific goals and objectives and projecting the outcomes and the results. And I'm simply not seeing an infrastructure. I'm not even seeing a definition uh, about what we mean. I I know that many of us believe that uh, reparations is one deliverable deliverable in regard to our universe and, and <clears throat> of understanding about what is freedom but i think reparations is justice it's not freedom um i i hear people talking about the whole list of say their names uh all brianna jones uh i mean the whole list and to me, that is uh, accountability in that in that regard is justice. But freedom really is in 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 relationship to all of those things the absence of police brutality, the absence of white supremacy in the education of our schools, in the, in, in the publications that we use in our schools for, to educate our children, in telling our history, in telling our stories in, with historical uh, accuracy in a context that you understand it uh, from, through our lenses. Freedom is the right is is the ability for us to live our truth so i I'm, i i think we all have to give some real thought to when we say we want freedom we want it now freedom from oppression freedom from repression freedom from having to choke down our truth, and I want to have a conversation again about those concepts, because if we do build, and I'm real excited about a people's movement, and I'm real excited about us having a better understanding about um, racial identity politics and how that works how that should work for us and works against us. Uh, You know, I was really stunned uh, this week as people were lauding and pushing and selling Bob Woodward's book. Bob Woodward did a terrible and maybe, in some people's mind, a criminal uh, injustice to the people of this country uh, while he was holding on to information that really was in the interest of the national security, in the interest of public health, um, in the interest of uh, political um, truth. Um, 
I, I and I was very adamant when I heard uh, rep- um, excerpts from his book and the tapes that he held on to this information for so long. So what? He could sell a book. I just sent uh, a message to our guest. I'm beginning to believe that she's operating on Central Time, and that is what's going on. Um, and in the meantime, let's talk about what we need, what we need on the other end of November 3rd. I don't want to have... a a conversation uh, that is purely political gossip. I think we need to pull away from political gossip and jump into, move over, transition to the absolute priorities that are before black people, whether it be Joe Biden, the next president, or... Donald Trump stole the election, and we're still with him. I mean, I think I've I've drummed it enough over the last four or five um, broadcasts for us to understand that there is a probability that Donald Trump will successfully steal this election, successfully do it. So I do want to also shout out to uh, my uh, oldest uh, and deepest friend uh, who's probably listening to us from her hospital room, and we hope that she is recuperating, my friend Greta. Um, And um, the other is to... Acknowledge. I mean, you're the our common ground family that um, Miles entered college. I mean, you were here with me when Miles was born, so he has grown up. Um, and I don't know how many of you remember he used to insist on making our common ground ads and having me run them. So our number is 347-838-9852. And tonight, 52 days, 51 days, and I want to talk to our guest, Nina Turner, about it. Sister Turner, thank you so much for joining us once again at Our Common Ground. Hello. Nina? I don't know what's going on here. Well, it might be what's going on is that that's not Nina Turner's. That's an Ohio uh, area code, but it's not Nina Turner. So uh, while we're waiting for Nina Turner, Three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. The other thing I want to talk about is what we value in trying to build a black political 
structure where we win on our terms. We win on our terms. That we see our political and and, and economic and community future through our lenses. Because I'm going to tell you, it's going to be real hard to, 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 to negotiate when you are in the third car of a 15-car train. And that's what we've been doing. We did it with, uh, we did it with Barack Obama. We did it with um, um, Hillary Clinton. Uh, we did it. Now, it's the reality of the political uh, fusion going on with the Democrats. I mean, I, I'm not understanding. The number is 347-838-9852. What I'm not understanding is I'm not understanding the whole no- notion that we have been so tolerant and we have spent so much time with political gossip, uh, so much time around political personality that it has divided us. We are fractured. We've got Black Lives Matter over here and so many um, factions have um, essentially fractured and then we've got the progressive left, and then we've got the progressive liberals. And the, I mean, we've got a lot of things that have divided, that have become impediments. And here's my concern. My concern, no matter who it is, it is going to take – I mean, you – you all know you've built something. If it hasn't been anything but a mac and cheese casserole, you have to have a foundation. And if you don't have a foundation, there's nothing to build from. So I'm concerned that as black people, we don't have foundation. Okay, so how do we build that? I mean, and, you know, one of the concerns that I have, and I will always trust, I will always trust Anina Turner to advocate on my behalf. But here we are in, in the, at, at the height of a presidential election, and we still don't have anything, so I gotta wait some more. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop saying my age, but I'm at that age. I've been doing this since 1965. I have been talking about the political infrastructure for Black people to operate from on the radio since 1985. Part of it is that when we grasp, it's like grasping through sand. It's like grasping through sand. 
Um, I'll give you a good example, and my number is uh, the number to join us in this conversation while we work, wait for uh, my dear friend, the Three Bones Lady, um, is I was digging a hole yesterday around a shrub that must have been in my yard for a long time, and it had deep roots, and the roots were very, very thick. I kept cutting it down and cutting it down, and it still kept growing, so I just decided I got to dig this sucker out. And I dug a trench around it, went down as deep as I could. I got one side up, but the other side was holding with this huge root, and I had to go in the garage and get the shears and cut that sucker. Then I had to take the shovel and just keep chopping and chopping and chopping it and chopping it back. Then I had to put something on it, rootstock, uh, to ensure that it, that it would die. There are some things in our political landscape that we've got to dig out. We've got to make the trench. We've got to cut the roots, and then we've got to put some rootstock on it. And one of those things is that we've got to get out of the uh, out of the position of thinking about personalities rather than ideology. We've got to understand that the infrastructure has got to be there. Nina Turner, thank you so much for being with us once again at Our Common Ground. I am so happy to have you here. I've missed you. Sister Graham, it's great to be back with you. Missed you too, darling. How are you? I'm fine. You have been turning it upside down. <laughs> Tell us. You know, just, I mean, the, the more energy, the more passion you show, the deeper the roots that you can see. I mean, I've just been, uh, and, and one of the things I want to say to you is uh, I want to congratulate you on the passion, the aspiration, the inspiration, and the energy and the common sense that you brought in the in the um, in the Bernie Sanders campaign. Well, thank you. You you I mean, it was a fantastic campaign on the issues that were important and. And 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 in articulating those, you helped so many voters. Really, even even if they weren't Bernie boys, Bernie people, help them understand what they were all about. Tell us, just just make it. You know, you can make it plain. We got fifty-one days, and then after that. We've got four years. Where should we be headed? What should we be doing? Well, certainly demanding more. I mean, I heard you when you were saying that we got to do more than vote for personalities. 
we got to go with what the policies are. What what do people stand for? What are they really going to do with the people's power once they get that power? So, Sister Graham, this moment really is about us making a decision. Both black black people have to make a decision in this country, and then all working class people from all backgrounds need to make a decision about whether or not the way this structure is controlled, does it work for the majority of us? And when you take a deep analysis anecdotally and also empirically, you got to go with a resounding no. It does not work for the majority of the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class in this country from all walks of life. So we got to stop falling in love with people and liking them so much and calling elected officials rock stars. We don't need rock stars. We need public servants. We need people who are going to stand in the ready. We need people who have a vision that will provide provision for the people. That is what we need, and especially now, Sister Graham, with this pandemic, you know, overtaking not only our country but the world and has laid bare the fissures within this system. The system is not only rigged, it is broken. Okay. Let me ask you a question. What's your analysis? Of what seems to be a problem with black people figuring out how to build the infrastructure to get to the place, to get to the ideals, to get to the programs, to get the fix. What is happening? I mean, it's incumbent upon all of us to educate ourselves about how the system works and why. And I would submit that for a long time, you know, we were taught vote, which is vitally important. Our vote is our voice. One woman, one man, one vote is the greatest equalizer that we do have in this country. We've got to make sure that it is accessible, that it is expanded. And then beyond voting, though, we need the black community and all communities, but we're talking about black people. You've got to participate beyond the ballot box. It's not just enough to elect people. You have to hold them accountable. You have to inspect what you expect. So you just can't vote and leave it alone. You've got to make sure that these people are, holding, are doing what they said they, were going, they promised that they were going to do. And if they are not doing what they promised they they were going to do, they need to tell you why. And if that answer is not sufficient, then that next election cycle, they need to go. They got to be voted out. So voting is just one part of a larger process of engagement in a representative democracy. We, the people, must be on and popping at all times. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 absolutely agree and we talk about that quite often on this broadcast and I think that one of the things is that um, people do not spend enough time do not take seriously their civic education and but I think what Donald Trump has done is make people aware of how much damage can be done in the name of the government and how close that aligns 
with their lives day to day, especially in regard to uh, the incompetent management of the pandemic in this country. So, well, no doubt about that, sis. I mean, no, no, no doubt about it. Uh, President Donald J. Trump is a disgrace. He is a neo-fascist. He stokes racism and bigotry, but he's only stoking what is already there. He has brought out, he has brought up what was there all along. And so we as a country, hello, America. Hello, somebody. Hello, hello America. Somebody. You know, we, we got to come face to face with this. I mean, sis, listen, he, he's horrible. He's not the first and he won't be the last. But we must come face to face with who we really are as the United States of America. And part of that legacy, part of that, the, the personality of this country has been one of racism and bigotry and discrimination. And we see it being stoked and just coming so, so much alive since this man has taken office, and let us not lose sight that while we fight to slay the dragon of neo-fascism, we must fight to slay the dragon of neoliberalism, too, that brought to bear neo-fascism. In other words, racism and bigotry, systems in this country that have not worked for the vast majority of the people in this country have been going on for generations. And there are people who benefit regardless of what party wins. And then there's a group of people who don't benefit if they don't have leaders who are willing to give up something, willing to sacrifice, you know, willing to, to, to say, you know, I'm going to give this my all, caring more about the next generation than they care about the next election. So, yes, Donald J. Trump is bad and he must go. But that does not make what has been happening in this country before he took office. Hello, Flint, dirty water. Before he took office, you know, as I traveled all over this country and had a chance to talk to our sisters and brothers from, from the roads of rural America to the streets of urban America, that people are catching hell. We got 92 million people, either uninsured or underinsured. That didn't happen overnight. We got folks in this country, millions of them who are scared to death because they're about to be evicted because a pandemic, again, has opened the fissures in a system that wasn't working from the, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. 12 people in this country, Sister Graham, who control a trillion dollars. That didn't happen overnight. See, none of that stuff happened. We have a military industrial complex budget that eats away at a $1.19 trillion discretionary budget. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, this federal government allows 61% of our discretionary budget to be spent on the military industrial complex. Hello, somebody. That is seven, over $700 billion dollars, about $720 billion with a B, goes to the military industrial complex, but yet we, we're told we can't, afford, we can't afford Medicare for all. We're told we can't afford to cancel student debt. We're told we can't afford to give the people of this nation the relief that they need and they deserve. See, something is wrong with that. So that's bigger than Donald J. Trump. So that's all I'm saying. It doesn't negate the fact that he is horrible and he must go, but it also doesn't negate the fact that we got a whole bunch of folks primping and pimping in the halls of Congress, in state houses across this country, 
and ain't doing a damn thing for the least of these, our sisters and brothers. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So when we get to November 3rd, you know, because I've been beating this drum for, I mean, the last time you were here was 2016. Oh, by the way, I retired. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe that. I can't believe that you retired. (laughs) Yeah, I did retire from public service. And um, God bless you for all your great work. One of the things that I've learned over the 20-plus years is that there are systems that can be used as resource tools that we are losing. I also understand uh, from years of activism and organizing that there's very little except for the priority of getting rid of Donald Trump that we can do between now and November 3rd. Yeah. So let, let let's talk about November 4th. Um where do we start? In the streets. In the streets. This co- we need Absolutely. to pour out, like our sisters and brothers did in Puerto Rico when they told that governor, that governor said he wasn't going nowhere. And they said, oh, no, you going, brother. And they took to the streets. Okay, we need so- a mass movement in this country to take to the streets, to make the demand. You know, Brother Frederick Douglass said power can seize nothing without that demand. So we got to make the demand. And we got to hold people accountable. Not I like you. You know, not none of that. It is, what are you going to do with the people's power to change their material conditions? That's all we want to know. Okay, so uh, in the 51 days we have from today, is there an effort to mobilize people to get in the street and do two things? Demand that Donald Trump be gone and demand accountability to a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris ticket. Can we do that in, 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 well, in at the height of a presidential election? Well, at the ballot box, that's the demand that Donald J. Trump is gone. We got to get people out to vote. And one way to get people out to vote, and there are lots of you know groups and organizations mobilizing. You have a group called Roots Action that has launched a uh, a campaign in the 12 swing states trying to persuade voters to, to vote against Trump. So, and, and and so many others, you know, the the people, the normal groups that are out there trying to get people to vote. But again, beyond that, we got to ask people, what are we out there asking them to vote for? So we know we need them to vote against, but there has to be a balance to that. There has to be something to vote for. So, so I would say this, that people cannot sit this one out you know, they hear all over and over again is the most important election. This one really is the most important election. Hell, I'll probably be saying it the next time. I think every election is important. But what we're facing right now is a neo-fascist, and we got to slay him before we can get to the other stuff. Now, that's real. And so I want people, because I've hear, heard from people all over the country, they're mad as hell. They don't feel inspired by this election cycle, and I get it. So they got to inspire. They got to get happy for themselves. They got to inspire themselves to get out here and vote, and then hold a Biden-Harris 
administration accountable and don't play games with it. They shouldn't get one <laughs> minute's rest until mm-hmm. the people have the provisions that they need. This is a hedge mm-hmm. of mind nation, and there is no reason why there should be such suffering that it is right now going on in the, mm-hmm. in the United States mm-hmm. of America. Not at all. We got well, the money. What What I'm asking the people that I'm in touch with, and I've been organizing uh, with um, um, federal black employees and and black members of AFGE to send letters to the Biden-Harris campaign and saying this is what mm-hmm. we want, this is what we require, this is this is what we require to use our political currency when we go to the polls on November 3rd. Because on November 4th, if you see, the thing is, I think that black people have to have a messaging system to say, yeah, we want to get rid of Donald Trump, but for us, that is just simply not enough. And this is what we require in exchange for our political currency. And, and well, I think that message... That. As that message has to happen before November third, because well, I'm with you on that. Because you know, because I, you know, one of the things, Nina, I, I can't understand. I, I can't understand how unsmart they are. If if I were Joe Biden at this point, of course Nina Turner would be a surrogate for my campaign. Of course the people, yeah, I mean, and and, and I blame Tom Perez, and I blame um, all the Democratic establishment that we are tolerating that devalues our political currency. Well, there it is. And they've been devaluing it for a long time. This ain't new. So we, we got to no, wake up. No, it's not to, new. I mean, we, we, it's no, not, not new. new at all. Yep. At some point, we got to wake up and say we're not going to take this anymore. But people going to keep I mean, using and abusing us as long as we allow them to do so. I mean, health insurance, Medicare for, for all, uh, moral, moral obligation to do that. How in the face of a pandemic that these folks can't, and, and it ain't even about at this moment waiting for another administration to come in to provide the provision for the people right now. Mm-hmm. It is unseemly, it is immoral not to stand up when you're running for the highest office of the land and say, you know what, I might not have agreed with Medicare for All at the beginning of this, but I agree with it now, and I'm going to do everything that I can. Instead of saying, you know, a, a, a few months ago when he was interviewed and asked if it came across his desk, meaning the Herculean task of getting it passed through Congress is one thing, and then to have somebody say that if it came across a desk that they would veto it. I mean, since that makes no kind of no sense whatsoever with so much suffering, and people are just Mm -hmm. a paycheck away, a paycheck or two away from ruin, even before the pandemic. Yeah, 
Yep. We've got 57.3 people who have filed, million people who have filed uh, unemployment. For unemployment. And, yes, ma'am. And, and we have states with systems that can't accommodate the claims. And states right. in the in states that like Florida, who have designed systems so they don't have to acknowledge the claims. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm just wondering what kind of nation are we going to have November fourth to fix some of those problems, and I'm not hearing the messages that those problems are going to be fixed. And and, and even, Nina, the articulation is so uneasy for me um, mm-hmm. when we've got thousands of black people out um, looking at the issue of economic equity and reparations, which, is, which I want to remind people who are our listeners that those are two different things. It's the debt and it's the maintenance of economic equity as well. So reparations is one thing, and economic equity is another thing. Uh, we've got black children who are graduating from high school, and I've been saying this since 1985, who don't have the requisite skills for the workforce because we've killed all the programs. And I'm going to say this, Nina, and I want to get a response from you. We've got nonprofits in the hands who get federal funds to do programs to assist in the social, economic, and educational inequities in black communities that are not doing the job because it's only a job to them because they got rid of the real warriors. And that's true for state government, that's true for local government, and that's true for the federal uh, workforce as well. Well, sure, you're going to have any position where people I mean you got to have people especially when when you're in the service of people you actually got to love I mean you can't serve that which you do not love and that's that's in any profession whether it's teaching Mm -hmm. whether it's being an elected official whether it's being a bureaucrat within the public sector especially you can't serve that which you don't love and that's really what you're mm-hmm. hitting upon. And so people have to check their integrity and their intent. Why are you in this position and what is your intent, especially if you're being paid with the taxpayer's dollars? And that's yep. from the person that yep. wear the suit to the person that wear the uniform. That is vitally important. And so we are missing that element. And so it seems right now there's a coarseness in our discourse. There's a coarseness in this nation right now. Uh, no doubt about it, and we have to get back to, uh, well, hell, I ain't going to say get back to. We need to start it all over again. I mean, we really do need to check ourselves and and realize that as a nation, now we don't always have to agree with one another, 
But, you know, some of this foolishness that, that, that I see does not have to continue to go on, that we do need a compassion for one another, a, a passion, a compassion, an empathy uh, one to another. That has to happen mm-hmm. in order for us to spiritually move forward. This thing is not just about what's in a physical space. It's also what is in the spiritual realm as well. Sister Graham. So nothing is going to change overnight on November, you know, by by election day and the day after. Nothing's going to change overnight, but it will change if we, the people, reconcile in our mind that we're going to come together and that we're just not going to take it anymore and that we're going to start scorecarding these elected officials. You know how when you're in college you get a midterm grade, we're going to give them mm-hmm. their midterm grade. And, baby, if they, didn't, mm-hmm. if they ain't at an A or a B, we got to counsel with them. And help them yep. get to that A or the B. And if they're not there, then they got to go. No more falling in love with politicians and letting them off the hook. They got, they have to go. That means running folks, primarying these people. You don't believe in Medicare for all, even in the midst of a pandemic? Something wrong with you. Since, and I mean that. Something is wrong with these people. People mm-hmm. dying. They losing their lives and their livelihoods. All hope. You got a younger generation that's, that's living with their parents because they've done everything that this country asked of them in terms of going to college. They done racked up so much debt. And then in the midst of this pandemic, they can't afford, they don't have any disposable income. You know, each generation aspires that the generation coming after them does better. And don't even get me started on the black community because we know that our wealth, our health, Everything about our, our very existence is in danger. And you doggone right reparations. We need, you know, people got to compensate for the wrongs that have been done to black people in this country, baby. And it's going to take a whole lot. Hell, the country's going to bounce. But let's get the mm-hmm. bouncing. Let's get it done. Because when you mm-hmm. look out for mm-hmm. black lives, that's when you know everybody else's life matters, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is it. So it's not going to happen overnight, sis. Tell tell us about what you are doing with the extension of our revolution uh, in this country and how people can get involved with the development of a third party, independent progressive party. Well, there I did participate in a convention that happened about two weeks ago. It was called a Movement for the People's for People's Party, and they can go to their website. And there were different voices there. You know, not everybody that spoke at this convention necessarily believes that there should be a third party. I mean, we got third parties in this country right now, but the two parties overshadow. You know, part like the Green Party and the Libertarian uh, Party, which leads me to something else. We can't be so married to these political parties that that we lose sight of what's, what what we need. We the people. We weren't born. You weren't born a Democrat or a Republican. You were born a human being, and we know right from wrong. And again, it's just too much suffering among working class people of all backgrounds in the United States of America. Some people suffering more than others. Hello, somebody on that. And so we, mm-hmm. we we're together on that. If you are poor, the working poor, the barely middle class, baby, you catching hell. And if you are black, you're catching a different kind of hell. So that's another, that's an interview for another time. But I will say, you know, go and, and look at a movement for, for the People's Party. They, they are basically saying that the two major parties have failed us, and they want to do a new thing, and I applaud them bringing up that challenge. 
and laying that out there. So they go, go do that. And then for people who might say, you know, well, look, I want to stay in the Democratic Party and I want to try to make it work. Well, more power to them. I think we need both of these forces. We need the force that says both major parties are failing. We're going to start a new party. And we need that force that says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay within this party because there's some progressives who say, I'm going to stay in the party. I'm not going to let them drive me out. And I'm going to try to push them further to the left. I think those two forces are very powerful forces to get the change Mm -hmm. that we need. But we're going to win some and we're going to lose some. But we will lose all that we don't try to fight for. So we got to get out there and demand more and not accept excuses about what cannot be done. I mean, so by way of example, about a month ago, the House of Representatives that's controlled by Democrats, a bill came. Let's, let's go and cut that Pentagon budget by about 10%. In that chamber that is controlled by Democrats, they couldn't pass that bill. Hello, somebody on that. Yeah, so we yeah, got to critique yeah. these folks, and we got to tell the truth. You remember Brother Malcolm X said he was for, I'm paraphrasing him, but he basically said I'm for the truth, no matter who it's for, who it's against. It is time out for playing games with people who are elected and they have the people's power. They got to deliver, and don't let these people tell us what we cannot afford. We can afford it. We are a hegemon nation, baby. We can afford it. They didn't gave tax breaks to multi-millionaires and billionaires. Meanwhile, we can't even get the $600 extension for, the, for unemployment benefit. You know, that extra $600 that really ain't extra. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. is wrong when you have an enormous amount of money in the hands of a few. And so many people suffering. Why they living their life like it's golden. Sister Graham, I'm mad. Okay, and I'm not going to take it. And, and more, more, more than 100,000 people have pledged to support a new party, too, while we at it, while you're talking. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up a movement for well, a people's it, party. People need to go on and check it out. It, it's still very puzzling. I mean, you know that I chaired the campaign for a new tomorrow back in nineteen ninety four and um that was is what it was all about was an independent yeah. third progressive uh party for black people. And uh Ron Daniels and I traveled all over this country. I I there was not a major mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. that we didn't go to. And you simply, it, it, it is puzzling to me, um, but I think that there is an impetus that's going on, both with the pandemic and the uh, criminal, yeah. uh, transnational criminal empire that's going on out of the White House, that people may be very well. And it's a peoplesparty.org if uh, those yes, of you is. who are listening want to to take a look at it and get involved because I don't think that we have an infrastructure where real resistance um, matters at this point. Well, not as long as the corporatists control both parties. So you write about that. And, you know, this, you know, for, for black people, this ain't new. We know that in 1964, the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party was founded. That's our beloved Fannie Lou Hamer and others. Lou Hamer. It was mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. and white together, poor blacks and poor whites, basically saying, this right here that's happening in the Democratic Party ain't working for us, so we're going to form our own. 
So I, I urge people, this is not new, that when it comes a time in, in, in the course of human history, you know, that's what the Declaration of Independence was all about, right? Go back and read that document. It come, when Over the course of human history, it comes a time where we, we're at a time right now where people just can't take it. So freedom fighters from all backgrounds, let's go on and unite and do a new thing. But 1964, mm-hmm. baby, the Mississippi Freedom mm-hmm. Democratic Party was formed. Well, I, I know you, you know, have to leave us. Yes, I do. Have... It's so it's such a pleasure to be with you. But tell us about your podcast. I love yes, hello, hello somebody. somebody. Hello somebody. So people can go to Nina Turner, NinaTurner dot com, and go ahead and subscribe to my podcast. Listen to it, baby. You will be edified and verified with that podcast. It is for everyday people in this nation. Uh, we have uh, lively discussions. We 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 talk about the journey, and that's what that is about. About all of us. Mm-hmm. We are we are in this thing. We are on a journey. Uh, together, Look. different walks of life, but together, baby. So, hello, somebody. Nina well, Turner. I tell you, I, um, um, I have listened to uh, your podcast um, with uh, Elaine Brown, who was one of my mentors as a young person. <laughs> yes. And um, wait, wait, we got to tell people the chairwoman of Black Panther Party, baby. That's right. Yes. She was. She was. Um, my mentor when I was real confused, but I was ready for the struggle. <laughs> yeah, um, no, she, she's, and, she's a and, bad woman. And for those of you who do not know, Hello Somebody is um, um, Sister Nina Turner's uh, podcast. And there was one podcast, and I listen to it every week, Nina. I'm just every week checking to see on July 27th, <laughs> Let's Slay the Dragon, which was about Medicare for All. Yeah, um, yes. And, you know, and I'm with you. I'm pissed. I'm fired up. And yeah. I'm calling on some somebodies to help us unite here. Nina, you got to come yeah. back. We can't have, you know, for two years because these people uh, had me on the run I had to stop broadcasting because if they were going to catch me, they were going to catch me through this radio show. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you can't be on the run. We need you. So God bless you, I'm not on the run this anymore, and I finished my two okay. years. Um, uh, uh, do not um, do not say nothing, period. So I'm ready for I'm I'm ready. And I hope that people who are listening to us get ready because we are in an absolute train wreck right now. So oh, yeah. you've got to come back some more. You, you know, we got to okay. spend some time doing the three-bone thing. Uh, <laughs> we got to go through <laughs> My the My beloved three-bone. Grandma's three-bone, yes. Yeah, three-bone system because we are not going to get what we need. We are not going to get what we need with what we've got. We have got to construct a political yes. infrastructure that sees through our lenses and speaks our truth. Nina Turner, thank That's you it. so it very much. on our behalf. Thank you, okay, Sister Graham. You know, you you know I'm calling now. you before November 3rd. I'm, I'm, I'm calling <laughs> you. I want, I want to... Um, uh, stay in touch so that 
Yes. And I think one of the yes, things that I want to do is to uh, start running your podcast through here uh, and after fact. You, you know I'll steal people's oh. stuff if I need it. <laughs> I'm, of the, I'm of the Vietnam era. I take what I need. <laughs> I hear you, Sister Graham. Well, God bless you and all your listeners. I hope people keep the faith and keep the fight. We're going to get through okay. this thing. Much love. And we're, okay. we're going to bring Bye-bye. you back when you have enough time to, to take some calls. That was okay. uh, Nina, yes, ma'am. Nina Turner. We uh, thank her, even though she's under some uh, personal um, uh, scheduling stuff. Uh, but I thought that as we go into these 51 days that we needed to hear a voice that's willing to do the reach. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to take your calls. Uh, we're glad to have you with us and hope that we can um, hope that we can talk about some of the things that Nina Turner highlighted with us. This is our common ground. Thank you for being with us. The United States is a mafia government. No one has done more damage and degradation and murder, rape, and robbery than Europeans. Yes. Therefore, in order to escape confrontation with their true criminal nature, they must accuse others of being criminals. But because of judge, they must become obsessed with the criminality of other people. And black folk become those other people, you see. Please. 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 Officer Chauvin lifts his knee from Floyd's neck around 8.28 p.m. after 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Every 10 years, the census comes along, and it seems like everyone I know always asks the same two questions. What is the census, and why does it even matter? Let me give it to you straight. The census counts every single person living in America. An accurate count of our community tells us where there are more people, and where there are more people, there are more needs. Our participation could impact how public funding flows to our schools, health clinics, senior care, job training, and housing. It even determines our congressional representation. I don't know about you, but it sure sounds like the census matters to me. This year, take a little time for the 2020 census. You can complete it online, by phone, or by mail, and make sure you count everybody you live with. 
your mama, daddy, sweethearts, babies, roommates, everyone. This chance only comes every 10 years, so let's step up and be counted. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression, and you can go down the line. You can go down the line. The Wizard of Oz is 70 years old. Today, if Dorothy were to encounter men with no brains, no heart, and no balls, she wouldn't be in Oz. She'd be in Congress. <laughs> Advanced Urban Progressive Political Talk Radio. <laughs> one, two, one. He's back, and your Wednesdays just got served. The Alpo Show on TruthWorks Network, premiering August 26th. Alpo's back and ready for the struggle. It's on The Alpo Show, August 26th, your Wednesdays. Alpo serving hot grips with politics. Wednesdays, 10 p.m. The Alpo Show, TruthWorks Network, 10 p.m. Hosting the best of pushback talk radio. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. And now, back to Janice. And thank you for being with us here on Our Common Ground. Uh, Before the break, we were talking with Nina Turner. Uh, You can learn more about what she's doing and join her hashtag Hello Somebody podcast at ninaturner.com. And don't forget, on Wednesday nights at TruthWorks Networks, The Alpha Show, and on Friday nights, Real Raw Right Now with India Declare here at Blog Talk Radio, all of them at 10 p.m. because at 10 p.m., serious black thinkers are settling down to think about what we're in. I'm Janice Graham, and our number is 347-838-9852, and I invite you uh, to talk with us, to call in and talk with us about um, some of the nuggets that um, Nina Turner um, uh, dropped on us um, um, and, and to answer the question, do you believe that there is a problem in black politics um, and uh, there are right-wing sanctions of the Democratic Party that are getting in the way. Um, and if starting a third party during the presidential election at the height of it is a good strategy, um, 
what are we going to do, as Nina Turner pointed out, uh, to change and transform what we need in terms of, of our political platform? And we're going to go to our our uh, board of callers at 347-838-9852. 773, you're first on the, on the line. Thank you for your call. I know it's Alpha. <laughs> Welcome. Well, good evening, Janice. And if it's a line, I'm going to try to keep it short. <laughs> I know. I, right. I, I, I'm i not going to say anything. But... Right. Um, you know, Janice, I agree. With Nina Turner 100% And I've always Agreed with her The only thing I didn't agree with her Was folding her arms And declaring she'll never vote For Joe Biden Look Well, well I, I think I think that was in the throes Of a, of a political campaign That was pretty tight um, I am n- Not sure um, um, she certainly wasn't saying that tonight. So, well, no, she wasn't. Uh, and I'm gonna say this: this is not about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, to me, Joe Biden is one of the worst politicians we could offer up as for president. But if it means getting rid of Donald Trump, absolutely, absolutely. Like you said, we'll call, crawl through glass to vote for Joe Biden. And when we say... But you forgot the part where, where I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to try not to expel gas, uh, a burp. And a uh, good thing I have to wear a mask when I do it. Well, I didn't oh, forget that I'm part. in Florida. I, I have mail-in thing. <laughs> right, right. I didn't. I didn't forget that part. I just, I just didn't want to go crude. Okay. Um, look, Joe Biden becomes president. Declare a national emergency on climate change. Declare a national emergency on health care. These are the things that he could do to shake up this boat of democratic corporatism. Those mm-hmm. are the corporatists who who are the rule, actual ruling party. When we say that we couldn't pass a bill uh, in a dem- democratically held Congress, it's absolutely right because we haven't messaged the way we should. Democrats do not know how to message. Your fears of Donald Trump stealing it, winning it, or whatever, should all take a back seat to the lack of messaging by the Democratic Party. 200,000 people dead, dead, mm-hmm. and nothing mm-hmm. to take a stick at. If the, if the shoe is on the other foot, 
the right wing would be beating this like a drum. They would be pounding this into the sand. About 200 dead Americans. Where is your patriotism? Where was the president's patriotism? And this bit about he didn't want to cause a panic. Panic. That's all he traffics in is panic. Mm-hmm. Caravans coming up. They're going to kill your, your 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 women and children. The black people are moving to the suburbs. You won't you won't know know you won't be able to recognize them. That's what he does. He traffics in he yeah. traffics yeah. in fear. And the Democratic Party they're coming to get well, me. Did you say well, well you see Democratic- I, I, I I, I think all of that is wonderful, but it still is that thing that I call political gossip. If we really, I mean, here's an idea. Can I give you an idea, Alpha? And I hope my listeners will, that all of us are on somewhere on some social uh, forum or platform. We should be sending out a message, how dare you think. You can get my vote and offer me whatever your message would be, or not offer me uh, Medicare for all, not offer me, not. I mean, the, the Democrats are. You're you're absolutely right, but I don't think it's about messaging. I think it's strategically uh, intentional that the Democrats are not talking about, and when I say the Democrats, I'm talking about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are not talking about specific policy initiatives, policy bulwarks going into the White House. You're not going to get specifics like that. And I say that because Nobody else is demanding those kind of specifics from Donald Trump for four years. It's always been, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, we're looking at that. Well, we see, we'll see what happens is not good enough. So maybe it should be hashtag, how dare you think we're going to wait and see what happens. That's a long hashtag. But I think that... Everybody who is really concerned about the issues of Medicare for all, about the issues of black health disparities, about the issues of black uh, police brutality in, against black people, because, Alpha, here's where I am. We keep talking about there's going to be a civil war. The civil war has is already on. And... He is going to every rally. He's in Nevada tonight or tomorrow, whenever. He was in Michigan the other night. He was in Pennsylvania. He was every Ohio. He was everywhere. New Hampshire organizing the army for this civil war and recruitment. The war is already here. So what we've got to do is we've got to understand that the established Democratic Party, the neoliberals, 
of the uh, wing and the right wing of the Democratic Party are not going to message on our behalf. So we've got a message on our own behalf. You've got organizations, um, this movement for uh, a, a people's party, we keep complaining about what other people are doing and and I'm not one of those people, Alpha, who advocates if you're not doing do, do anything. But we're talking about how we advocate for marginalized people. How we, and I'm not talking about black people that have jobs. I'm not talking about the black uh, uh, caucus. I'm not talking about those kind of politicians. I'm talking about being the message uh, conduit for changing as changing all of those things that Nina Turner just outlined for us. And 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 here here is an opportunity. You know, we talk about yeah, we know. I mean, I, I can't even remember the year that Randall Robinson was on this program. Um, um, after writing his book, The Debt. And we're just beginning to understand. We're just beginning to even talk about it. But I don't believe that there is a belief system or a infrastructure for that uh, for a belief system to propagate around reparations. We've got one organization over here, another organization over here, some of these people over here doing about something about H.R. 40, John Conyers is dead, blah, blah, blah. But it's not part of our belief system because those people who are not out there wearing masks, those people who are out there saying COVID doesn't exist, those people have a belief system, and they have, and they are messaging from an infrastructure that was created for their belief system. Alpha, I got to take some more calls, but I'm going to give you two minutes because I know I took up some of your time. No, I don't need two minutes. So what's your... I don't need two minutes. So it's it's basically a lost cause. Because what we What's are, lost what we are, what we are arguing over, is a very simple. We are arguing over how, not what we need. We both agree on what we need. We're arguing over how, and we're going round and around in circles. And as long as we're going around and around in circles, who going around we'll and around in circles? We'll Who's going around nothing. and around in circles? We're saying the same thing over and over and over again. I say that Donald Trump will not win. You are saying he's going to steal, cheat, and he's going to win. So we're at that we're at that line where now we have to wait and see what happens because we can do nothing. We can do nothing. We can't. We can't influence what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are going to do, which is follow the corporate line, the line from their donors. This is 
about the systemic class that has yeah. kept black people we got, enslaved yeah. to the Democratic Party. Neo-fascists on one side and neoliberals on the other side, all claiming mm-hmm. all the political space. You're right. Alpha, I will... Um, join you on Wednesday night on your show at 10 p.m. on TruthWorks Network. It's the Alpha Show. Thank you for your call. Thank you. You always have good stuff to say. 646, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. Hey, BJ. Oh, I'm thinking, BJ. Let me say, Janice, how are you this evening? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Jay? I'm all right. Listen, let's get to it right quick. Alpha, as usual, is wrong. Donald Trump is going to get reelected because the reality is the DNC. He's not going to get reelected, Jay. He's not going to get. Oh, yeah. re- he didn't get elected the first time. Well, he's going to steal the election. I'll give you whatever narrative you want to put it or call it, but he's going to uh-huh. be back in office. Let's let's call it for what it is. I mean, listen, listen, Janice. If what has been said this week in regards to Woodward doesn't open up and wake up the mind of these crazy white folks in America, then it is what it is. If they don't realize that this man is basically killing them, that he's destroying the economy, that he's going to basically take everything that they hold on to, then, as I say, F him. Because the reality is, I don't blame him. I blame two people in this country, as far as I'm concerned. One's a Republican and one's a Democrat. That's Mitch McConnell and Tom Perez. Tom Perez is the type of person that should have never been the head of the DNC. And if you well, really want to... We got Tom Perez as a gift from who? Oh, we got that from Obama. That was the gift from Obama. Yeah. Okay, so that right there goes to show black people something else that Obama done did that wasn't in the best interest of black people. Now, here it is. The reason why I'm so annoyed with Tom Perez is he has people like Nina Turner on one end of the spectrum saying one thing, and then the Reverend William Barber, who's giving him the perfect game plan on how to beat Trump. But he was listening to neither one of them. So the bottom line is, if you don't have organization, structure, a game plan, and a necessary strategy to make it do what it do, then you're going to lose. And that is exactly what the DNC is showing. You know what I mean? I mean, let's just keep it honest. And the sad thing is... Here's the dilemma, Jay. Let me no, let me interrupt. Let me get, let me get, let me you have all of these so-called political black pundits that's supposed to be so intelligent, supposed to be so influential and all that, can't even come together collectively and put the necessary pressure on the DNC to make them do the right thing. And and who's not doing that? Who's not doing that? Let's call uh, out the names. All of them. 
I'll, I'll call the names. Um, we should go down the list. I mean, you know, my favorite, one of my favorites, um, you know what I mean, is Tiffany Frost. You got this chick, Pierre. You got Gina Maxwell. You got my boy, Illy Mazel, who I like. You got the clown, um, Jason Johnson. You got all of them, all of these um the Mooney, the Mooney, whatever, the chicks that's married, the whatever, any black person that's basically coming on TV, you know, talking that talk, haven't even had the intelligence to come together collectively and say, look, this is the strategy that we need to use to force the DNC to listen to Reverend Barber. They don't even have to talk about Nina Perez. Uh, Nina Tony, excuse me. They don't even have to talk about sis. They leave sis out the, equa- the equation. If they would just collectively come together and push the plan that Reverend Barber is talking about, you know, which has, if the truth be told, getting more white folks, really, than black folks to come and vote for this clown Biden and Harris. The reality is they're chasing after people who don't want them no more. That's like me chasing after an old girlfriend because she got good cookies. She ain't giving me it no more. I can do whatever I want to do. The bad queen and, and, and you know all of that. She's not giving it to me no more. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the Democratic Party do. That's what they're doing. They're chasing after people who don't want them no more, BJ. Janet? But my, my, my question is, is this. My question is, we all, most of the thinkers in this country, I mean, if you think about what happened uh, with Cori Bush, it, did, it doesn't seem that the Democrats got the message about Black elected uh, uh, elected accountability. But they don't um, respect that people. And and you and you mentioned Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross is not uh, an elected official. Nobody voted no, for her. But MSNBC. She's a political um, analyst. She's she's a she's a pusher of the so-called Black Women's Movement that um, gave y'all. Um, you know, what's her name? Um, Kamala Harris. She's down with that crew, the Angela Wye and all of the, the rest of them. The reality is this. They all came together six months ago. All of these political strategists got in the room and said, look, this is what direction we're going to go in. This is what we're going to push. This is who we want to see template put into play to get the necessary voters and bring out the necessary voters to be able to do something. Now, listen, I don't listen to all of them, and I laugh at all of them. The only one that I listen to that I could get with who has said something that makes sense to me and has basically shown it, and you could listen to him and he pointed out to you when he was on Bill Maher's show a couple of weeks ago, it's the Reverend Barber. He laid it down. He showed what they did with the Poor People's Campaign in Kentucky. He laid it down how they may be able to get rid of the most evilest man in America, Mitch McConnell. But they won't listen to him. He said, stop chasing after these Democrats 
and these independents who left the party and go after poor people and give them a reason to vote. Show them how it's in their best interest to vote and then mobilize around them. And, hey, when you do that, you get results. Just look at Kentucky. Look at how, how they made some moves in Kentucky and how there's a good chance that they may get rid of the most evilest person in America, Mitch McConnell. That will be the shock. That's what I would like to happen. I'd rather have Donald Trump in office without Mitch McConnell than to have Trump in office with Mitch McConnell. Because if yeah, Mitch but McConnell is in office with Trump, it's over for it. The, the most dangerous person, there are two the most dangerous men in uh, uh, in, 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 in in our government right now. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. And, and and Bill Barr. Don't leave him no, out. No, I tell you why Bill Barr is not as dangerous as we think he is. Because the Congress in the next term have a chance and I think if they show any type of spine and guts, they could shut Barr down. I think they can shut him down, but they can't do nothing with Mitch McConnell. See, you've got to understand something. There's still some things in play, if if we be honest and tell the truth, that a lot of Democrats are in cahoots with the Republicans because they got to keep their money train going. Somebody needs to do an honest, and this is one thing we don't have anymore, Janice, we don't have investigators, reporters no more. We need to have investigative reporters do just basically a detailed analysis on how Mitch McConnell got in the office and supposedly had $2 million, and in the years that he's been in office, he's now worth $26 million. That's okay, what I tell you, wait, wait, let me stop you. That's... There is investigative research on that very topic. You can go to OpenSecrets.org. You can go to uh, ProPublica. Okay. Okay, and you will in in, in ProPublica. It, it was maybe three years ago or four years ago when ProPublica did an, an entire expose on. The, uh, how Mitch McConnell came to be, uh, and and how much money from year to year, how wealthy he got, but you got to um, and 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 how to separate it from his wife's wealth, uh, who is now the Secretary of Transportation, and you can go to Open Secrets, and for every person you have a question about. You can find out their financials, everybody but Donald Trump. So um, I think that that is one of the things that can be done to further your education about who these people are. Uh, One of the things, I mean, it is because the American media has such a short memory. I could go back, and I did maybe about four or five broadcasts ago, to look at all the issues that have been dropped 
because more issues. And that is what Donald Trump and his minions are very good at, is changing the subject. Create chaos, lay some propaganda for new chaos, and have people jumping from one thing to the other and, and, and not staying on the basis of the issues that we need to face. You know, uh, you know, we need to have a list of, well, what happened with? Immigration. The kids that what are happened, still in cases. I mean, just on Friday, uh, it was uh, reported that 90,000, 90,000 children, were deported. They don't use the word deport. And see, that's the other thing, how, how, how we use language in these discussions. Those children were sent back to where they came from, 90,000 that got to, got to our borders, that were put in cages, that were put in detention centers and detention homes, and people made money from it, like foster care. But how many how many of them are still detained? That's the question that we need to ask. I'm just Janet. telling you that it was just reported that they use they are using the pandemic to justify deporting people who are eligible for refuge. That's what I'm telling you. And, 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 and now, now think about this. With that being said. Why is it the DNC using that in the narrative to show the evilness of Donald Trump? I mean, why is it that the um? Let me let me give you a short answer. It's a good question, Jay. It really is a very good question, and the short answer is because they don't want their candidates to have to address it. That's crazy. How is the Lincoln Party, uh, the Lincoln, the Lincoln whatever that group is, Lincoln Project. how are they, mm-hmm. uh, the Lincoln Project, how are they doing better advertisement against Donald Trump than the DNC? There's really something I, I, funny going on here. I, I, I think, uh, let's, let, let's, l- let me try to um, break it into parts. I think that that what we see in our politics coming out of the White House is really not uh, the platform of the Republican Party. What we see is another party that has been formed, and it is the party of Donald Trump. That's ridiculous. He's a political and and the Republican the old Republican Party is dead, and the Lincoln Project are people who have immigrated out of the old guard Republican Party, and they are trying to retrieve it and getting rid of Donald Trump and his minions are ways in which to retrieve it. It's more of a cult. So don't be it's more of a cult. Don't be fool who's 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 um who's who's funding 
the Lincoln Project. And I think their ads are wonderful for getting rid of Donald Trump. Oh, I do. I think they're way. That's why I made the comment. They're way better than the, than what the DNC is doing. I mean, I, I mean, I just don't. I just don't understand myself the narrative on what's being put forward by the Democratic Party. And to be honest with you, I really don't expect nothing from them. My concern at this point in time is, and be honest with you, what's going to happen to black folks when Trump wins again? What What's going to happen to our lives? What, what, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but if this guy wins again, Black people are just gonna absolutely lose their mind. How do you, how do you listen to the so-called political component? How do you how do you move forward from this? Because I mean, all black people are talking about, if we're gonna be honest, is we gotta get Donald Trump out of office. But they're not giving you no type of analysis, really, about. What are we going to do if he doesn't get out of office and really blame the people and the reason why he may not get out of office because of voter suppression and white folks? See, they're going to allow for black people to be blamed, to be blamed for Donald Trump winning again when it isn't black folks and it never was black folks' fault. It was voter suppression at play to the reason to why he won. But that narrative, that narrative was never put into play. For what reason? I don't know. It may have been for them black folks who are in well, the public eye to be able to keep their jobs. Because if they told that kind of truth, then they would have to question the white folks that's hiring them for why they don't tell the truth about it was voter suppression. There's a lot at play here. Because these, most of them Negroes want to keep that $150,000, $200,000 they get for going on TV talking sugar honey iced tea. I mean, let's keep it let's keep it real. A lot of them well, are making six figures for talking and saying really nothing but, you know, giving us some nice talking points and things of that nature. But they're not really telling the truth and calling white folks out for the evil that they do. You're not going to well, hear Joanna Reed do it on her show saying what really well, is going you know, on I mean, with white folks most, to blame. Most black people who pay attention to, to mainstream media um, haven't realized that while uh, Joy Reid gets five hours per week, Nicole Wallace has gotten ten hours per week. She's a Lincoln Project. She's a Lincoln Project Republican. If, if 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 we're not mistaken, along with her boy that comes on talking that 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 madness that I just laugh at whenever I see him, Steve Smith. Let's not do the gossip, but one of the things that black people have to realize is that 10 years ago, um, messaging within the black community got lost because we lost our community radio stations, black community radio go. stations, okay? Um, 
and 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 one of the things that we've got to get real about is we lost it because of one person who essentially had gotten into the neoliberal um, uh, bus and was I mean it was almost. Jay, I just have to say this because it, it's something that just burns in my craw all the time. When Kathy Hughes and got money to buy the 125 traditional black radio stations that had black talk radio that was both local and national, and it was a strategy. It was a trap because they knew she wasn't going to be able to handle the debt. And when she couldn't handle the debt anymore, her company couldn't handle the debt anymore, Clear Channel went in, purchased those stations to clear her debt, and turned them into the homes of Sean Hennedy, Carlson Tucker, Rush Limbaugh, and the rest of those Cretans, right-wing evangelical. Yeah, Cretans. yeah, but they gave, they gave, they gave that clown Pearl Daddy Al Sharpton his 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 little show place to run his mouth seven days a week. That's why I always say to black people. Anytime you got a Negro like Al Sharpton on the air, one way or another, seven days a week, you got to watch him. You got to watch him because that's just that's just but, you know, don't, if we got to be honest about it. Don't obfuscate what happened there. Yeah, but Al Sharpton might have gotten a Wait, wait, wait. Al Sharpton might have gotten a job, but he didn't get control. And control yeah. is really the issue. So I agree. You, you have to be real, real careful. And the other part but he of was it a tool, is, the manipulator. He's a tool. Listen, BJ. Excuse me, Janet. I'm oh, not going to. I'm, I'm not going to gossip about Al Sharpton. No, no, Al Sharpton. I'm, not, I'm not going on the gossip. What I'm saying is this. Let me let me explain to you how I got into talk radio. And you'll understand where I'm coming from. Hey, we don't I have all day. Talk. I, I got. I, I got to get to other. I'm gonna make it right quick. I got into talk radio listening to Bob Law and Gary Bird. Bob Law at night and Gary Bird during the day with the great David Lampell and others. Utrecht Lead and others. So all I'm saying to you is, at one time, black media had integrity and in a lot of things that were taken away from us because of Jewish influence and, like you said, blacks making non-strategic moves that cost us. So I'm just saying we got to go after these people who are really doing evil to us when it's all said and done because I just feel sorry for us when Trump gets back in office because we really, we really have no, no direction. So listen, mm-hmm. put me I on mute well, and have a good night. Let me just let, let me just say this. Thank you, Jay, for your call. I feel sorry for us uh, for a number of things that's going to happen. 
on the political side, but we have got to take control. We have got to understand that politics works from a machinery, and we just simply have not organized that machine. Uh, Before we go, I'm going to take this break. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, uh, Alpha, for your calls. Our number is 347-838-9852. And um, I, I think we just have to stay on the notion that we cannot build political power without having an infrastructure that helps us secure the power, maintain the power, and work the power. You're listening to Our Common Ground. I will be right back. I was doing my usual people raising from the campaign trail. Just really felt such an energy from the crowd that I really leaned into the call and response tradition of the black church. It just came through my soul, to my mind, and out of my mouth. Hello, somebody. You know, I wanted some response. I wanted people to, to amen that, basically. You know, amen is used often in many churches, but especially in the black church because of the call and response tradition. I may be poor, but I am somebody. I may be on Come on. Come on. Hello, somebody. There will be surprises. There will never well, I won't say never, but there will rarely be a dull moment as as you listen to Hello Somebody. Whatever feeling, whatever experiences people are going through, I want them to find in Hello Somebody uh, a source of uplift and support and shout out and to really feel like they can carry on and carry on in a very big way. Hey, this is Danny Glover and you're listening to Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. And now it's a winner. Winter in America. Because our society is only as strong as all its individuals, the United Negro College Fund has helped educate thousands of doctors and researchers, but we need more. Thousands of architects and engineers, but we need more. Thousands of teachers and biologists, but we need more. And when disease, injustice, pollution, poverty, and countless other problems threaten to pull us apart, We had better educate every single person who has the potential to solve our problems. And to educate more people, we need more of your help. Give to the United Negro College Fund. With so much at stake, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. You can't trust this president to do the right thing, not for one minute, not for one election, not for the sake of our country. 
You just can't. He will not change, and you know it. History will not be kind to Donald Trump. I think we all know that. Not because it will be written by never-Trumpers, but because whenever we have departed from the values of our nation, we have come to regret it. And that regret is written all over the pages of our history. If you find that the House has proved its case and still vote to acquit, your name will be tied to his with a cord of steel and for all of history. He has betrayed our national security. He has compromised our elections, and he will do so again. You will not change him. You cannot constrain him. Truth matters little to him. What's right matters even less, and decency matters not at all. This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. And now, back to Janice. And we thank you for being here at Our Common Ground. Um, We're here each Saturday at 10 p.m. next week. As we have been talking about neo-fascism on one side, uh, next week we're going to be talking the other side uh, to with Lester, Professor Lester Spence. He has been with us before talking about neoliberalism and how it infects, dissects, and interrupts our ability to successfully and effectively participate in this thing called government for the people and by the people because we certainly don't have that now we've got um we've got problems in this country and it's very troubling um Nina Turner earlier um talked about the people's convention that was held on August 30th at the um movement for people's party there were more than 400,000 people who tuned in to that convention and they had great speakers and messages of hope and determination and during this coming year they're going to be drafting a platform and decide on an official name for the party and there are organizing teams and if you would like to be part of this history making, you can do so by going to their website at peoplesparty.org. More than 100,000 people have pledged to support a new People's Party and building a party. And I spent over three years um, attempting to do so, a party that works for us. And their vision is to have a progressive populist party. And you know what happens when we get in on things on the tail end. We become tail end winners. The other thing I think you ought to be uh, really conscious about is how extraordinarily high the jobless claims are. And that affects your community 
135,000 increase in initial claims over the last uh, two weeks. And these numbers have been volatile in part because of a spike in coronavirus cases in July and August, particularly in the South. Um, the recovery from those from flare-ups uh, from in states where they've shuttered and then reopened, and the reopening was too early, and they had to pause or reverse the plans. People in our community are suffering uh, from this, and I think the whole idea that there are people who, after finally receiving uh, unemployment benefits, including the $600 federal supplement, they're not able, they still are not able to pay their bills and begin ordering uh uh, a normal life for themselves. Um, um, banks are deferring mortgage payments, but those are areas that essentially uh, don't really help after you don't know what is going to happen. Last week, uh, initial claims rose by about eleven thousand dollars uh, eleven thousand in New Jersey, ten thousand in New York, nine thousand in Texas, and five thousand in Florida. Uh and claims fell around four thousand in Nevada as well as Georgia. And I'm not understanding how that happened. Um but what the tally will be for September. Um, and economists are saying in, um, that in some of the surveys that are being taken that there are fresh net job losses, including layoffs and new hiring. And a lot of that is another incompetence coming out of this White House. So we hope you'll join us next week to talk with with uh, Lester, Professor Lester Spence, uh, to talk about and have a better understanding how neo neoliberalism infects our ability to build the infrastructure to touch and reach an intentional political platform that services marginalized people, that sees the priorities through our lenses, that sees the priorities through our truths. Thanks so much for being with us tonight, and we'll see you next Saturday night with Professor Lester Spence. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, Transforming Truth to Power. One broadcast at a time. And now it's winter. Winter in America. Thank you for joining us here at Our Common Ground. For all of you that have joined us in our chat room, we thank you as well. I'm Janice Graham. Join us each Saturday at Our Common Ground. I'll be listening 
for you. Speaking truth to power and ourselves. The city on the coastline and a nation I just can't stand much more. I like the forest buried beneath the highway. Never had a chance to grow. Winter, winter, winter. 